0: Um, when I was, uh, I think I had to be in fifth grade, fifth, no, couldn't have been fifth grade, fourth grade, fourth grade, when I was in fourth grade, I, my mom, she put me and my twin brother in a, um, she enrolled us into after school program, you know, because of, a uh, well. Well, she was after school program, The after school program, I didn't want to join any after school program that had to do with like, like school, you know, I didn't want to do no math, math geek thing or a writing thing or like a science thing or history thing, oh my God, no. So the only option, the only other option besides like a sport was, um, Drama, a drama elective, after school, drama after school. And so we joined it. Me, my brother, later with some few friends after, we got them to join, because it was so much fun. I had, that was, I had so much fun. So much fun, it was fourth and fifth grade. So much fun at the end of the the summer, oh, at the end of the summer, at the end of the um, school year, they would have like a, a, like a showcase and it was so much fun to do very really fun we performed perform for the college, the local college um, UNO University of Nebraska Omaha and it was just so much fun but um, it was then the last year that we did it that I actually wrote my first play <laughs> oh lord forbid it was ridiculous, <laughs> especially me looking, looking back at it. It was, oh my, it was a whole bunch of craziness going on, but I loved it. And my group members loved it. We all was, each group was tasked with creating their own short play and performing it in front of the, uh, well, it wasn't the school per se, but it was in front of our parents basically. And I wrote one off based off of Troy Andrews. It was uh, ridiculous, very inappropriate for kids' age. I had my I had mostly women, well, girls in my um, my group, so I took up the task of writing, of course, because I just always felt like a leader excuse the fan, and um, so I wanted to write something that catered towards the women in my group. So and the only thing I can think about that it was empowering women at the time that I, I guess recently watched was Charlie Angel. So I wrote a Charlie Andrews script and it's ridiculous. These women were like <laughs> they're supposed to be fighting on top of a skyscraper jumping off buildings shooting people and then at the end i come out like charlie for <laughs> <laughs> it was it was ridiculous it was wild. but that was my first taste of writing a play and the power wow, i don't want to sound i don't want to sound like that but the how it felt to write a play and then to perform it and then to direct it well to we didn't actually end up performing it because it was too much the principal said so but we did end up like rehearsing we still end up we still still rehearsing and stuff and we even um went as far as to almost get on stage and doing it but right before we got on stage our instructor was like we oh, can't do it i'm sorry and that's what happened so but the, the feeling of just putting all that together, you know, rehearsing, um, having a vision, and trying your best to make it come to fruition—that that feeling was something that lived with me forever. Um, fortunately, would not be until many years later. Oh well, I'm actually, about four. Years later, where I actually wrote a play and got to perform it and direct it for my—not um, well—not for my, but for—why well, could you say mine? For my family and the other families that came to support their children in the play that I wrote, and it was an experience very beautiful. First, uh, I guess the second, but the first, te- the, technically the first play I've ever worked with and performed was called *Family Affair*. *Family mm-hmm. Affair* was a um, a parody of Medea plays, a satire even of Medea plays. So it was uh, a whole bunch of nonsense. The um, still of an old wisecracking grandma it was an old wisecracking grandpa with gun and stuff, and it was fun. It was so much fun to do on a stage. Everybody had a good time performing it. <laughs> Rehearsal was, oh my God, it's ridiculous. Trying to get all them kids to listen to me, I'm their age. <laughs> it was definitely a hassle, but I enjoyed it. I did. <laughs> At the time, as soon as we finished, I was like, I'm never I'm never working with you people again. Y'all gonna y'all, 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 y'all not listen to, authority just 30, thirty, but it was a lot of fun to, to perform and I missed that you know that fun um was that was in eighth grade yeah it was in eighth grade so it was a long time ago long time but eighth grade is well not eighth seventh grade is where I really started picking up writing writing my own stories and writing my own uh, plays I actually kept a um in ninth grade I kept a journal where I wrote a lot of my poems down. Um, A lot of them, a lot of my poems down. um, Only a few ended up in this um, book. The few that I feel like aged properly. (laughs) And when I say that, I just mean, um, a lot of my poems were, I mean, you could tell how old I was when I wrote them, so I try not to not try not to I did not include those in my um, bouquet PFM mainly because I do not have access to them anymore because I lost my book or better yet I did not lose it I left it at my mother's and have no idea where it's at so it's either there or not have no idea I don't even know what to start to look so there's that but we um, But the poems were uh, that did make it were very important to me. <laughs> Actually, I thinking back at the now, ninth grade I did write a poem that did not make it, but only because well not did not make it into the book, only because it is a poem that my family has read and that I've performed and said hundreds of times to them. It's and we, I performed it at the Black History Program in ninth grade. So I, it, it, it's a poem that's well known with, my, with the people I'm around. So I didn't want to put that in there. It was uh, uh, The Man With No Shirt and Shoes is the title of the poem. Um, the poem is about men in my life that always, that weren't always there consistently they were there in sections critical moments in my life to teach me things and then leave Um, I didn't have a I'm not gonna say I didn't have a father who didn't do shit for me but he wasn't as present as many other fathers so, I, I've, I've always looked for that uh, male father figure in my other relatives, my uncles, my, my, my grandfather, and my papa. I looked, for, looked to them for a male role model. And that's what this poem is about. It's about all of them, culminated into one man with no shirt and shoes, homeless, a nomad. Pneumatic, moving from place to place, never staying in one spot too long. It's about all the knowledge that I gained from this man, from these men, and how I appreciate them for being there for me, and how they are there for me even when they are not there for me. If that makes any sense. I think J. Cole said the best. He said, uh, you were always where I needed you to be, whether you was there or not there. So that's, uh, that's the gist, I guess, of the poem. Love it, it's a beautiful poem. Um, and of course, I would love to have all of it. Um, I can't even remember why I wrote it, to be honest. Um, I mean, well, shit, obviously I remember why I wrote it. I can't remember what sparked me to write it. I think it was seeing my uncle again after so many years. It was, yeah. I think yeah, I think that's actually what it was. Seeing my uncle again after so many years. There's another poem that I wrote that did in ninth grade, or was it tenth grade? It was tenth grade actually. I wrote in tenth grade that did end up making it into a poem book, K P F M. Excuse me, it, it's um, it's called a Love Letter. This poem is very critical to me as well as well shit, as well as all of them actually. But this one for this particular purpose is because it helped me come to an understanding that I was gay when I was and am gay. Can you help me come to the conclusion? So there was when I moved to Texas, in uh, the beginning of my middle school career, there was a uh, young lady named, uh, oh, what did you say? I don't got her name, but it was a young lady, and she was she was good looking. I, I felt like she was very pretty. And I felt like that I was supposed to date her, you know, because I thought she looked pretty. And I, I liked her energy. And um, I <laughs> I used to talk to my brother about her. He, I know he got tired of me talking about, uh, to him. But I used to talk to him about her, how she was pretty, how I wanted to date her. He could told my uncle. My uncle was like, well, you should go up to her, you know, ask her out and see where to go. You, you ain't gonna know how it's gonna turn out. You ain't never tried. I was like, you're right. But I never tried. And for life of me, I'm like, damn it, man, my, my quest, why don't you just stop being a little skis, skee- knees, and go over there and talk to her? I didn't. I never did. Never did. Never. Want- I mean, I've spoken to her, of course. I was cordial. With when we was. I wouldn't say we were friends, but we knew each other. And um, it, when was it? 10th grade. 10th grade year, I remember it. I was, just, I was sitting. And- history class uh, one of my one of the easiest classes one of the easiest uh, it's it's an easy class history has always been an easy class for me so I was halfway paying paying attention and I think she might have been in that class with me I can't remember I think she she was she was in that class with me and I was sitting there and I was thinking and I looked at her and the first thing that came to my mind was love my poor love then i just started writing as if i was writing a right letter and in the poem i wrote how our love all the love i have for you i wrote about how it was undying how it was unwithering how it was so strong so beautiful so unbelievably complicated, I couldn't even put it in words. And then towards the conclusion of the poem, I wrote that I cared about the love I wish we once shared. That poem was the stamp that solidified that, this love that I had, or that I believe I had for this young lady was that, it was love, it was pure. But it was love that I could never share with her because she wasn't She wasn't what I was attracted to. She was not a man, yeah, I was attracted to men. So that poem in a weird way it being a love letter it liberated me it helped me understand my sexual identity which is it's really complicated really interesting because I, I, I to this day I can explain to you why or how it helped me but as soon as I finished writing it and I read it re-read it and had some friends to read it. My friends were like, who, 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 who is this about? And they'll say it's not about nobody because the way you wrote about this is about somebody. And I was like, "Nah, no, it? it's not nobody. It helped me. It liberated me. Even now I think back when I'm smiling because that was the start of my sexual awakening. awakening.